Thank you for joining us today as Pastor Tim shares the Word of God. Our prayer is that your life will be touched by the Spirit of Almighty God and constant, powerful truths that can be applied to your everyday life. Let's join Pastor Tim with today's message. I want to welcome you to part two. We are in a three-part series that is entitled Power in Believing. Power in Believing. Go back to Mark chapter 1 where we opened last week. Mark chapter 1, verse 14. John was arrested. Jesus went into Galilee, was preaching the good news. Verse 15, the time promised by God has come at last, he announced. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins. And I want you to look at this. Believe the good news. There's power in believing. Jesus said, believe the good news. Flip over a few more pages to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 20. The boy was being thrown into the ground with convulsions. Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening? The father said, since he was a little boy. I wish you would have mercy on us and help us if you can. Verse 23, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. Verse 24, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And that's what this series is all about. Everybody in here believes you wouldn't be in church today if you didn't believe. Everybody that comes to church believes. We all believe, but we're struggling with areas of unbelief. That's what we need help with. Lord, I believe, help me in the area that I'm struggling in. We got in part one that there is power in believing. The choice is, are you going to believe the good news? Or are you going to believe bad news? And that's what I want to talk about in part two. Deuteronomy tells us that God has set before us life and death. He set before you blessings and cursings. Now, you choose what you're going to believe. You're going to live a very, very short time on this earth. Teenagers, I know you think you're going to live forever. You're not. And it's going to be a very, very short time. It's a very short time. Whether somebody leaves this earth at age 10 or age 20, or age 50, or at age 110, in the scope of eternity, it's a very short time. It is a very, very short time. The question is, in your short time on this earth, will you live in life, and life more abundant? Or will you live your whole life being stolen from? See, there's a thief out here that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Will you live your whole life being stolen from? And that's your choice. Will your joy, will your happiness, will your peace, will your enjoyment of life, will your life abundant be stolen from you? And you're going to live depressed, miserable, mad, worried, jealous, bitter, upset, full of hate, full of unforgiveness. What is it going to be to define your life. Proverbs 23, verse 7, we saw last week it says, As a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7, As a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, nobody likes me. 
Well, since you believe that nobody likes you, then you are not very likable. So in fact, nobody likes you. See, I don't fit in. If you believe that you don't fit in, then you don't participate. You don't do what it takes to fit in. And so, in fact, you don't fit in. I'm not accepted. I'm not loved. I'm not appreciated. I'm overlooked. There is power in believing. Well, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I, I just can't learn. I don't do well in school. Well, if you can't learn and you don't do well in school, then why take books home at night and study? So if you don't study and give yourself to it, then you don't do well in school and you don't learn. So there is power in you believing what you believe about your academic abilities. But I'm broke. I'll never have any money. I'll never be successful. I'll just never have any peace and joy. It's just my lot in life to be unhappy and miserable my whole life. Then every day you get up, you look for being unhappy and miserable. I want you to know there's power in believing. The question that I'm asking today is, what is it that you in fact do believe? Jesus said in Mark 1, believe the good news. Believe the good news. You know, at my age, one of the things that I find most amusing, and because we're around young people, so I'm in and around them, they're in and out, and they're around us all the day, all the time, all the I, I love hearing young people. I'm talking 16, 18, 20, 21. I love hearing young people talk about how busy they are. <laughs> my favorite is when a 20-year-old tells me how stressed. They are. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I'm trying to be sympathetic, but I'm, I'm almost busting out laughing and falling in the floor. I mean, oh, I love to hear a 19-year-old tell me how much pressure they're under. How hard they work and how much stress there is on their job. I'm like, why don't you get a house payment? Three car payments. With a house payment, you have to pay property taxes. You have to pay homeowners insurance. You got to pay health insurance. You, you need three kids, and one of them needs braces, one of them needs a car, and one of them's going to college. You need to be the boss of about 30 people that look to you to put a paycheck in their box every single week. What you need to do is have a yard that you're responsible for mowing. Or the neighbors will turn you into the homeowners association. <laughs> you need to have shingles on your roof that need replaced. I can tell you about worry and stress and pressure, but you don't know enough to carry on a conversation about stress. <laughs> oh, I'm just so stressed. <laughs> really? You're 20. You have a job that you have to show up to, and you didn't bring no tools, you didn't bring no education, you're not providing a truck, all you gotta do is what you're told. You got one car payment, and it isn't very big, and you are under stress. Careful about what you believe. Careful about what you allow yourself to believe about your life. You know, any time in my day, and I learned this years ago, 
Any time of my day that I start feeling the least bit under stress or the least bit under pressure, I stop and I think about the man that has 500 employees and it takes a million dollars a day to keep his company running. And I think, dear Lord, I don't have no stress. There are some people that have a lot of pressure and you're not one of them. I want to pass that information on to you. You're just not one of them. I think about people who have thousands of employees. I think about people who have corporations in the United States and in China and Japan, and they're trying to keep all those, oh, I'm under so much pressure. You don't even know enough to talk about the word pressure, and neither do I. See, careful about what you allow yourself to believe during the day. I don't have pressure on me. I don't have stress on me. You know, we talked about this in part one. But from the beginning of TV until just the last 15 or 20 years, we had the 6 o'clock news and the 10 o'clock news. And that was 30 minutes. 10 minutes news, 10 minutes of weather, 10 minutes of sport. You take out three or four commercial breaks out of there. So really you've had about seven minutes of world news. That's all you heard all day long. And news was not entertainment. I grew up with a newscaster. He was a white-haired, overweight, monotone man in a black suit. He didn't have a short dress that you could see all the way up his hip and blonde hair. I mean, you know, I'm talking about the newscasters I grew up with. You were eager for the news to be over and get back to gun smoke. <laughs> but now that we got 24-hour news channels, they have to be entertaining or you don't stay watching them. How do, now think about this just for a minute. Ask yourself, if you owned a news channel, how would you get people to stay watching the thing? What would keep them from flipping on for seven minutes, getting all the news they need for the day, and going back to leave it to Beaver? Going back to the rifleman or the Lone Ranger? What are you going to do to hold them for news for 24 hours a day? I mean, what are you going to keep them glued? Well, number one, you got to get a bunch of blonde-haired girls with dresses that don't fit, that you can see all the way up their leg, and you got to sit them behind a glass table so the viewer can see all the way. And then you got to scare the pants off of them. you got to scare them so bad about what virus is coming, or about what terrorist attack is coming, or about what tsunami or hurricane or earthquake is coming. you got to scare them with an economic report. you got to give them this news alert to keep them glued because they may be killed in the next two minutes. I want to make sure that I give you something next to fret over. And if that's not enough to scare you and have you fretting, stay tuned. we got a breaking story. going to scare you worse. we got to tell you, your candidate's behind in the polls. Keep you glued to the TV. I mean, we, you, we got to tell you, your candidate may be indicted and going to jail. But no one's going to, no, let's pass over. No one is going to stay tuned to watch somebody volunteer for the nursery. I mean, we're not going to hold your attention by giving a news story about you driving your neighbor to their doctor's appointment. Right. Nobody is going to stay glued to somebody driving their neighbor to town to help them grocery shop. You know, as you're checking out at the convenience store, a stack of newspapers right there, right beside you. And they're folded. So you've got the headlines. 
What can you put on that headline to sell that news? If you own a newspaper, the only object you got is to sell that thing. So what can you put on that headline to cause a guy that's getting him a soda pop and a honey bun? No, those aren't days. Those are long gone. <clears throat> getting him a protein bar and a glass of water. <clears throat> what, while he's getting his bottle of water and his apple at the convenience store, his banana, what can you do on that headline to make him pick that paper up and to buy that thing? You can't say headlines. Lady volunteered for Tuesday cleaning day at her church. That'd be a good thing for some of y'all to do on Tuesday. But that's not going to sell newspapers. That's not going to sell newspapers. We got to have something bad, something horrible, and we got to make you concerned so deeply that you're going to buy that newspaper. There's power in believing. There's power in believing. And what you believe today can destroy your chance of abundant life. What you believe today can destroy your opportunity to walk in joy today. What you believe today can, in, can, destroy, can rob your ability to walk in peace today. The fact is, America... Americans' lives are more unhappy today than at any time in the history of our country. Antidepressants are the number one pill that we're selling. I love this. Life coaches. That's a new occupation. <laughs> you know, I'm just wondering, 150 years ago, a man with a chopping axe, his family's in a covered wagon, and he's going across these Ozark Mountains, and at the end of the day, his family has traveled a half a mile. I wonder how a life coach would work for him. Look, get you an axe and fall in here and help me, Mr. Life Coach. We're going to have life coaches. For what? To help you handle the extreme pressure you're under. Sleep on a wetty saddle blanket after chopping wood all day long and see how much stress you're under. Come on. Proverbs 23, 7 as a man thinketh, so is he. And we in America are going to have to change our thinking. We're going to have to change our thinking about how bad life is for us. And the more we hear bad, the more we hear bad, the more we believe bad, the more we believe bad, the worse life gets for us. Jesus said in Mark 1, believe the good news. Believe the good news. I want you to wake up every morning and think this is a great day. This is a great life. As you're having your coffee and watching the sun come up, some of you didn't know it came up. You thought it stayed up. <laughs> As you're drinking your coffee and watching the sun come up, you think, this is a great day. I've got a great life. There may be some people around this world that's got it rough, but that's not me. That's certainly not me. There are some people that's got a lot of pressure, but I am not one of them. See, what you believe is power for your day. You know, there could be some stress in life, but I don't have any stress in my life. Jesus died for my sins. Folks, that's a stress-free life. Maybe that doesn't affect some of you because you grew up perfect. But for some of us, like me, the fact that Jesus forgave me of some of the things that I've done, some of the things that I've pulled off, some of the things that I have said, Jesus forgave me. 
I've been given a brand new start. God, the creator of the universe, loves me. What kind of stress could you possibly be under? What, what, what could you possibly be going through today to steal your joy when you are aware that God loves you? God has a plan for my life. God has a purpose for my life. Before the foundations of the world, God has a plan and a purpose for my life. Now, let me just assure you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm praying over this next election. And I'm believing God for a miracle to take place. But regardless of what happens in the next election, God still has a plan and a call and a purpose on my life. And I will be right in the middle of that call, regardless if we even have a next election. Now, you living worried and jerked up and in fear, and I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Tim, we may all have to move and leave America. I mean, we may have to leave this country. I may have to leave this country if God moves me. But if God assigns me here in spite of or irregardless of who's president, I'll, you can find me answering the call of God that's on my life the day before the election and the day after the election. And for me to be all jerked up about who's ahead in the polls, I don't have time for that right now. I'm serving and answering a call that's on my life. How can you have a bad day when you understand that you're answering a call of God that's on your life? There's power in believing. If you're having a rough life, I suggest you change what you're believing. It's the most powerful moment in history. Moses' work was finished on this earth. And God speaks to Joshua and says, Now it's your time to lead these people across the Jordan and into the land that I'm going to give them. The problem was the Hittites, the Jezebites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, fortified cities, strong walls were all in place where Joshua was supposed to go. Now how do you live possessing joy, see God's given you joy, how do you live possessing joy in the midst of the Hittites, the Canaanites, the jealousy, the greed, the unforgiveness? How you have to whip the giants that are in your life. You've got to push the giants in your life out for you to live in the land that God has given you. God has given you an abundant life. When you think of God, the first word you need to think about is abundant. When you think of water, what do you think of? A bottle of water? When God thinks of water, look what he thinks of. When you think of a bird, and I say the word bird, do you think of the hummingbird that's in your feeder in the backyard? What does God think about when you say bird? When you think of fish, do you think about the last fish that you caught? When God thinks about fish, what does he think about when you think about a mountain, do you think about the little hill that your house is on? When God thinks about mountains, what does he think about? The Himalayas, the Appalachians, the Rockies. I mean, God is a God of abundance. God is a God of abundance. And his plan is for you and I to live enjoying that abundance. You are to live in abundance. 
Your life is to be lived an abundant life because we serve a God who is a God of abundance. He created abundance and intends on you living in abundance. Problem is, there's giants that you have to defeat to live in abundance. The giant of worry, the giant of stress, the giant of jealousy, the giant of greed, the giant of envy, the giant of unforgiveness, the giant of irresponsibility. See, Moses' time was up. God raised Joshua to lead, and God gives Joshua some clear instructions. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. It's the number six one. Joshua chapter 1. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and courageous. And then look what he tells Joshua. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right or the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything that is written in it. And then you will prosper and succeed in all that you do. Study this book. Meditate. Now, I have for years and years and years, every morning, I get my cup of coffee and I read me three or four, five or six chapters. I don't know. I don't have a rhyme. I don't have a little formula. I just read a few chapters. I start on January 1 and I do that every single morning and always by the month of November I've read the Bible all the way through. I've done that for 30 plus years. Every morning I read a few chapters of scripture. If you read a few chapters before you go to bed, if you read a few chapters here and there, that's a great practice. I highly recommend that you do that. But That's not what God told Joshua. He didn't say grab the Bible and read you a chapter before you go to bed. If you want to be successful and prosper in everything you do, look at the word he says, meditate. And it's not on Sunday morning. It's day and night. I've always passed over that until recently. I've passed over that because I got to make a living. So I can't sit in my lazy boy and meditate day and night. That won't work for me. Maybe that'll work for somebody else who people mail a check to. But for those of us who go get a check, I got to leave the house. I got to leave it early and I got to stay late. So I don't have time to meditate the word day and night. That won't work for me. Until I figured out what it was saying. Joshua didn't have time to sit in the lazy boy with a pot of coffee all day. He had to get it early. He had to stay late. His very life depended on winning the next battle. God was not telling Joshua to sit in the lazy boy and read the Bible all day long, folks. What he was telling Joshua is, day and night you think biblical. Day and night, not, not in any time in the morning, not any time at night. Day and night you think biblical about every issue, about every question, about every circumstance, about every situation. Joshua, day and night. He didn't say stay in your lazy boy and read the Bible all day long. You got to get out there and get it. But what you do is all throughout the day, you think biblical about every issue, and then you will prosper and succeed in all that you do. You start meditating the Zika virus, 
you meditate the next terrorist attack. You meditate the next riot. Don't go away. Stay tuned because we got a breaking story. We're going to give you something else to meditate. News alert. We're going to give you something else to meditate. Breaking alert. We're going to give you something else to meditate. Let me fill your mind full of bad news Oh, you meditate that you always get sick every fall. Your allergies flare up every fall. Meditate the fact that your granddad died of a heart attack, your dad died of a heart attack, and you're the next one. You meditate that. Meditate your heart attack condition every day. Meditate your doctor's report every day. Think about that and meditate it and meditate it. And I can assure you, you won't prosper and succeed in everything that you do. The reason for this message is Christians, God's people, are not meditating the Word. If everybody that is sitting in church on Sunday morning would just vote according to God's Word, the America would turn around overnight. If everybody sitting in church all across America would simply vote according to what God's Word says, we would turn America around in the next election. But what happens is... Christians don't meditate the Word. We're not thinking biblical. Not only are Christians not meditating the Word, they don't even know the Word. And what part of the Word they know, they don't believe. Christians tell me, well, Tim, I know that's what the Bible says, but you know our culture. I know that's what the Bible says, but Tim, you're going to have to get modern because what is accepted today in our culture. See, God told Joshua... There's a land. It's a blessed land. It's abundance and it's full of joy. But there are fortified cities and there are giants there. If you start meditating the size of the giants and the size of the walls around the city, you're going to have problem. Look, go to Numbers chapter 1. I'm trying to do better at this. I just, I just, ha- I, I, I just refer to the word, and, and, but I don't take time. Let's go there. I want you to know this. I want you to know this. Uh, Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Verse 2. Send out the men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. God's word. Here's the land I'm giving you. I'm giving you joy. I'm giving you peace. I'm giving you blessings. God's word says here's what I'm giving you. Now, verse 25, after exploring the land, Hannity, Megan Kelly, Chris Matthews, Chris Bear, they all come back and they report it. Economic shortage, financial crisis. They're giving us a report. You tuned in to somebody giving you a report. Here, let, let's get the report now. We want to turn and get the report. Verse 30. Pastor Tim tried to quiet the people. <laughs> now, don't listen to that report. Verse 31. But all the people got up and left church and agreed with Chris Matthews. All the people got... See, Pastor Tim, look here, you've got to believe what God said. Verse 31. But all the people got up and they chose to believe. 
And so what happened? You don't have joy in your life. You're in church today, but you don't have joy in your life. You don't have peace in your life. You're under stress. You're so worried. Don't pray for me. I'm just going through so many problems. I done told you what to do. But you're going to have to go back and turn on the news channel and fill your head full of another report about... Let me tell you what I heard yesterday. I just heard this yesterday. Cattle business is on an economic downslide. And it may, be, it may last for two years. That's good news because I'm in the cattle business. Now, that's the report that I heard yesterday. I'm in the cattle business. I make a living selling cattle. We got an economic downslide. This is the report yesterday. And it may fall for two years. I can believe that or I can believe God's got a call on my life. God is going to meet my needs financially. God has never let me out be begging for bread, not one time in my whole life. As long as I am doing what God's called me to do, He's going to bring money into my home and into my family, and I am going to live in abundance. Come what may, my source is God. It's not the cattle business. Here, I better run back in and turn the news on. I better get the market report. Yeah, it may be two. It, it is predicted it may be up to two years before the cattle decline turns around and goes back up. Today I'm asking you, what report are you going to believe? Because there's power for your life in believing. There's power for your life in believing. And I hear Christians tell me, well, Tim, I go to church, I give my money, I can't believe this is happening in my life. I can't believe this is happening in my life. There's power in what you believe. To live a blessed life, I'm going to have to defeat the enemy that's trying to steal my joy. There's an enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and rob from me. And if the financial market completely falls out and you can't give cows away, baby, I'm going to be eating filet mignon. I'm going to be eating tender yarn. I'm going to be eating chuck roast. And I'll grow me a tater to go with it. I got a good life. Come on, church. Don't let a bad report steal the joy in your life. Don't let a bad report steal the joy in your life because what I'm telling you is there is power in believing. There is power in believing. And you're going to have to believe what God's Word says about you. And he tells Joshua in chapter 1, if you will meditate God's word, and if you will do it not on Sunday morning, not 15 minutes before you go to work, but if you will meditate God's word day and night, night and day, then all that you do, you will prosper and succeed in. There's power in believing. Last week, I read Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through verse 14 to you. I want you to say it again with me. Say it again and say it out loud. Verse 3, my town and my job will be blessed. My children and my work will be blessed. All I produce will be blessed. What I put my increase in will be blessed. Wherever I go, whatever I do will be blessed. The Lord will conquer my enemies. The Lord will guarantee... A blessing on my savings account. Yes. 
Verse 11, I will prosper in this land. I will have an abundance. God will bless all the work that I do. I am the head. I'm not the tail. I'm on top. I'm not on bottom. I'll never, I'll never turn away from worshiping the Lord. Mark chapter 1, Jesus said, believe the good news. Y'all stand with me. Lord, today our trust and our faith and our confidence is in you. And with all that we are inundated with, with all of the bad news, with all the negative news, with all of the reports that we're given to believe in, Lord, today we believe in you, we believe in your word, and we hold true to what your word says. We meditate, we think biblical day and night. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We hope that you have been blessed, encouraged, and motivated by today's message. If you are interested in more messages by the pastors at CM Church, please log on to our website at www.cmchurch.com and click on our podcast link. You can also purchase series and other messages at our online store.